ladies and gentlemen, welcome to One More Round Radio. This is the show that brings passion and punch to you about the world of boxing. Covering every weight class and every fighter from around the world, we focus on bringing you our unique perspective and opinions of the ring world. We are live here from Studio One of WCSN, the Windy City Sports Network, located in the heart of Chicago. This is One More Round Radio. Welcome, Chicago Windy City locals. One more round, Boxing Radio, back for episode two. A lot to cover. We haven't been back for a while. We're going to go over a lot of fighters like the Mayweather fight. That just happened with Maidana. I am Big Nick, guys. With me, I have Sammy the Bull. Hey, what's up, guys? Happy to be here. Mush Jackman. Hey, guys. It's going to be an exciting and fun night. Chicago Tree Party here. Boxing. Alright, so... The last time I think we spoke, it was like 40 degrees outside. And now we're finally seeing like some 80 degree weather. It's looking nice. It's warm outside. Summer's finally here. Two seasons in Chicago. Summer and winter. That's it. Right? Yeah, that's all we got, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Sucks, but I mean, I'll take it. Doesn't bother me. At least it's not humid outside right now. All right, so agenda for the for tonight, guys. Uh, we're going to start out with an interesting topic, and the topic that we're going to start out with is going to be the Golden Boy debacle that's happening right now in, in the boxing world. Um, once we go over that, we've got a lot of fights uh, that we're gonna we want to cut a touch base with and cover. Um, you've got the the Mayweather Madonna fight. Uh, the undercard was Con Colazzo. We want to go over the Stavern Ariola fight, Marquez Alvarado, Lemieux Guerrero, Fanfara Stevenson fight. Uh, go over some local Chicago stuff uh, towards the middle of the podcast so we can uh, talk a little bit about some of, some of the Chicago fights that are going to be coming to town, some good stuff uh, looking forward. Uh, Sammy is uh, uh, an avid Chicago boxing fan, so he likes going to a lot of these shows and checking them out. Uh, then we're going to go over Frotch and Groves, uh, the Donaire fight. Then we're going to go over, obviously, what's going to happen tomorrow, which is going to be uh, Sergio martinez Goto fight. Uh, then we're going to have the Prudnikov-Algeri uh, fight. And then uh, possibly even get into the Canelo, Lara, maybe even some of the politics stuff. Me and Sammy like to talk about politics of, uh, of boxing and, and what's happening behind the scenes here with some of the promoters and stuff. So uh, Golden Boy, uh, it's pretty messed up, man, from, from what I'm hearing and, and what we're seeing out there right now, right? Yeah, it is pretty messed up uh, right now. We really don't know uh, what this means. Nobody really knows. Um, Oscar De La Hoya and Schaefer split. Um, the company was in Oscar De La Hoya's name, but Schaefer was running the day-to-day operations. He was the guy with the know-how. And uh, for some reason, there's been rumors. They've been having disagreements, and uh, they decided to split. 
Uh, what's interesting is uh, Mayweather Promotions, Floyd Mayweather, said that uh, he's not going to work with Golden Boy. The only way he'll work with Golden Boy is possibly for a Canelo fight. But other than that, he's not going to work with him. So it's going to be very interesting to see what he does. Uh, being that he doesn't have a promoter's license, uh, Heyman doesn't have a promoter's license. So. so so all in all, even Mayweather's not getting along with Golden Boy. Yeah, he has a good relationship with uh, Schaefer. And, uh, there, you know, there's another guy here, Al Heyman, um, who's an advisor to a lot of these fighters. And uh, supposedly he has a lot of these fighters signed. I mean, we're not lawyers. We really don't know what's going to come out yeah. of this. But it's it's a pretty messy situation right now. I mean, who knows? It could be for the good. It could be for the bad. We'll see what happens. Yeah, so some of the stuff I've been hearing was uh, obviously Schaefer left, who was the CEO. Now there's talks that there's going to be two other people that are soon going to be coming and leaving with them, which is Binko and I don't know how to say this other is Jewish name for sure. Itzkowitz? Yeah, Itzkowitz, I Itzkowitz. believe. Um, overall, the both of them are probably going to end up being leave. Binko is actually the COO of Golden Boy, so it looks like the three of them are going to be on the way out. I don't know what's happening there. I, I, I personally think that Schaefer and these other two guys are probably going to start something on their own. Uh, and go and branch out from there. What's going to happen to Golden Boy? I'm not sure. Hopefully, De La Hoya gets some people in place that can run it for him that are good. This this situation can get messy. It's probably going to go through the courts. I'm sure. They say that Schaefer has a non compete clause till 2018. Ooh. So supposedly he can't promote any fights. And but, he used to be a banker before this. Yeah, he's a smart guy. But you know what? De La Hoya was the face of the organization. There's a lot of smart people out there. De La Hoya just uh, needs to find someone to run that company now, and hopefully they can rebound. Yeah, if, if he's still in the ins, then he can hopefully get someone to run it, and then uh, he can maybe help out in the beginning, obviously, and then just go from there. Cause, and he's got a big name, and he yeah. can attract a lot of good people. Yeah, my biggest problem with Schaefer is, to me, it didn't seem like he was running the company for the best interest of Golden Boy. To me, it seemed like he was kind of out for himself. Why wasn't he signing any of these fighters to Golden Boy? You know, Al Heyman was picking up all these guys. And, uh, you know, generally speaking, if you're a promotional company, you don't do that. You want you want to have these guys sign so you get money on the investment. Yeah, and, and again, that, that whole we spoke about this on the last podcast, unboxing, about I, I'm not too hot about the promotions. I still believe that it should be one division, one promoter, and everyone works for that one boxing federation. I, I, I don't like the fact that the promotions, because then you get all that politics that goes on. Yeah, we said this before. It'd be pretty cool if it was like the NFL, the NBA, yes. MLB, where you need like a national commission. You yep. know? The problem is right now, there's not a lot of politicians that are really going to stand up for boxing right now. So I don't think that's yeah, ever going to Yeah, but it doesn't happen. necessarily have to be politicians, I don't think. I think if they just grab... Or, and, and again, it may it might have to be a boxer, someone that has nothing to do with the promoters right now. I think if you intertwine the guy who makes this push to be a promoter, it's not going to happen. But if you get one guy that's going to stand up and say, "Hey, we got to get every, we got to get rid of the promoters. We got to get everybody in here." Just like the promoters can stay as agents, just like sports, like NFL agents. You yeah. know what I mean? See, you need regulation, though. I think that'll come through the government. I think you need the government to get involved. Well, here's somehow. the problem I see with that. Um, the reason you have agents is because NFL teams pay your money. In right. boxing, the federation or that boxing federation would not pay you. It's the promoters that pay you. 
And that's why I think you need promoters, obviously, in boxing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But, uh, you know, I think in, you need the government involved. You need laws involved. Because in boxing, what happens a lot is you got fighters, especially at the lower levels. We're not talking HBO Showtime. We're not talking Mayweather or Pacquiao. These guys fight. A lot of times these guys won't even get paid. The promoter after the fight will write him a check. The check will bounce. Yeah. That doesn't happen in the NFL. That doesn't happen in MLB. It's more regulated. Boxing needs more regulation. Yeah, true. I mean, again, they would they would have to create a union or something. Exactly. It, they just got to do something to make it better than it is. Yeah, I, I just think the sport of boxing, if they created one league, one federation, whatever they figure out with the promoters, maybe they create a union or something, but I think you would organize it. It'd be more interested. You'll see better fights because then number ones have to fight number twos per the federation or they can't fight in in that boxing federation, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I agree. What's your what's your take on it, Jackman? Yeah, I would like to see something uh, more organized, sort of like we got in the NFL and the major league. And uh, a lot of times, uh, the num- number one or number two is not really the number. Well, the number one maybe, but not the number two. You know, yeah. they just kind of put whoever they want. Or sometimes, if the number one and number two have different promoters, you'll never see the fight happen. Right. Exactly. And that's because, what upsets me even more. Right, because that promoter is scared to lose that belt. Yeah. And then uh, the other guys, he lost. A big chunk of money, yeah. They should have, I agree with you, Big Nick and uh, Sammy, that they should have uh, like a government body, like the NFL or something that pays, you know, the, the boxers without the without the promoters. Oh, no, you can't do that, though. That's why the promoters are still somewhat necessary because the, the, uh, it's just rough. You well, can't. Well, the promoter, they're putting up money to promote that event. To promote that event. They're and making then, the money and then they pay And they the want to make the money back. Exactly. Yeah, yeah they put money in and uh, yeah. they're hoping they get more out. Right. But yeah. like the NFL or the baseball the, or something. The, the issue with the NFL, though, is that you have the teams paying the players. Right. Or whatever sport we're looking at is the team are paying the players where – the federation would have to get a percentage of what's getting promoted, um, and they can fight in there. The only the only thing would be that the federation, I guess, the only leverage they could have is if they sign TV deals, then it would make sense for that promoter to have his boxer fighting for that federation. But what worries me with so much politics in boxing is, I guarantee you, you'll have guys then leaving the federation and then promoters starting their own boxing stuff, and then all of a sudden the federation's weak and it's almost like cracking down a union yeah yeah but you know what who owns who owns the nfl nobody really owns the nfl it's owned it's like a you know well well, what it was was if you read into it was the group of owners that owned the teams came together and they're the ones who created rules and that's what happened with nfl then they decided hey we need a governing person like a president or or whatever the case is like we had tagliaboo or or david stern and nba or whatever the case is david silver now so th- that's what it is so in order for it to happen in boxing you would have to have the promoters come together and then the promoters all of them and they don't they don't see eye to eye now you know what i mean how do they come together to see eye to eye and say hey let's create one federation and we'll all be together as one yeah well, you would probably have to do it as separated by states or something like that it's it's really complicated yeah. it, it's just a complicated uh process it's unfortunate boxing is a great sport and i mean for the most part i'm i'm still happy with it we do get a lot of fights we want to see could it be better sure it could but you know a lot of things in life could be better so you know i'm just looking forward to uh this year coming up and next year and hopefully we get the big fights and hopefully this split with golden boy you know ends hopefully up being it's for positive. the better it could be for the better we well, don't know I, that what yet. i'm worried about is I, I guarantee you in a year we're going to be doing a podcast and they won't even be existent 
<laughs> That's what's worrying me with Golden yeah, Boy. I don't know. Golden Boy, you know, is uh, talking with Top Rank right now, so they uh, come know, together with yeah, him, and that's fine. So we'll see what happens. And then, of course, you got Showtime and HBO. You know, they got deals going on. We really don't know. Like I said, we're not lawyers. We really don't know what's going to happen here, and I don't think really anybody knows right yeah. now. Yeah, we'll know more next year. When the uh, when the was boxing, wasn't he under uh, Bobby Arm? Top he was rank? Top Rank. He was yes. Top Rank. Yeah. Yes. So who knows? They might be talking together to get something going. Yeah, I want to say later on in his career. Maybe we should become promoters. <laughs> I want to say De La Hoya later on in his career, he started promoting with uh, under Golden Boy. Yes, Kind of like Mayweather did, like Mayweather Promotions. Yeah. They promote together with Golden Boy. I think that's what De La Hoya did. I do remember that, yeah. yeah. I'm surprised that Jay-Z and those guys aren't getting into boxing. Well, 50 Cent is, but he's not doing too well. 50 Cent got a few guys. Uh, who did he have? He, has, he has that Cuban kid, I believe. I forgot his name. Uh, he fights on HBO. I, I mean, I know. Uh, Gamboa? Gamboa, yeah. yeah, yeah Gamboa yeah, was Gamboa. signed with 50 Cent. So he has a couple guys. 50 Cent and Mayweather, they were real close, but they had a fallen out. Yeah, they were I haven't even heard of 50 Cent in like probably five years. Yeah, no, he's, he's, yeah. he's around. He had, he's uh, around. But I know Jay-Z's getting into the sports. He's becoming a sports agent now. Yeah, but he's with, more with the NBA. Yeah, stuff he's like NBA, that. NFL. But yeah. I'm just saying, you never know. What if this guy gets into boxing? He was he was also promoting uh, Billy Dibb, who fought uh, Gradovich. Who Fifty Cent? Yeah, oh. Billy Dibb from Australia. He fought uh, first fight was on. He's a Friday. in some. Uh, he's in a movie on Showtime, man. Power. It starts today or tomorrow. I'm not even sure. It's on Showtime. It's uh, called Power. He's either a producer for it or. Um, uh, he's either a producer or he acts or he's an actor yeah. in it. Vince Vaughn, he actually was. He had a uh, some African kid that uh, he was managing. Boxing wise, yeah, boxing wise, yeah, the, pro, mm. the the actor, yeah. So, you know, you, you do see some famous people in this business. On a side note, now that we're talking about famous people and Vince Vaughn, did you guys hear about Kobe and Michael? No, I didn't hear about it. So Kobe and Michael had like I guess a private dinner in L.A. at a steakhouse, and they don't know what they were talking about. Really? What, yeah. what do you think they're talking about? I don't know. I mean, it's obviously, Kobe's probably thinking of retiring, but... Yeah, who knows? Yeah, and then they said for lunch that Mark Wahlberg was eating lunch with Michael Jordan. Wow, interesting. Yeah, so it was... I don't know. We'll see what happens, but it was a nice tidbit to to hear and stuff. But, all right, anyways, uh, hopefully everything works out with Golden Boy. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I sort of like Golden Boy a little bit, and I like them, but... They haven't been getting anyone interesting lately, so we'll see what happens on that aspect. But well, well, they got Canelo. That's yeah. it. Um, well, but still, they were. Uh, they have a lot of young up. They used to have a Mex- lot more. They have a lot of young, young up and coming Mexican fighters. He has. They have them on the Spanish channels. I mean, they're yeah, they're not uh, uh, famous guys yet, but uh, they're good well, fighters. Well, Golden Boy, I think they were the top promotional company right now. I mean, I think they took over top rank um, as far as. Um, you know, they're affiliated with Showtime, and they threw all the big fights. Even the Mayweather fights were thrown by uh, Golden Boy. They did most of the promoting. It was together with Mayweather it was, Promotions. Yeah, it was a call. Yeah. But they did all the dirty work. And I would like to add another thing. You know what? If Bob Arum, you know, wants to, you know, be a rough businessman and he wants to take a gamble, Mayweather's supposed to fight September 13th. There's, there's not an opponent named. Have Chavez fight on that date, September 13th, a pay-per-view, and have him fight Froch and have him compete with Mayweather for the pay-per-view. That'd be interesting. Mm, that would. Chavez, I think, would sell more. If you look at Mayweather's last two fights, he didn't even sell a million. But do you think they would do that? I don't know if they have the balls to do it, but if I was Aram, I would think to do it to uh, you know, try to stick it to Mayweather yeah, and Schaefer and, you know. 
It'd be interesting to see. I mean, you'd create a war, though, and a lot of people people would be pissed. There's but. already a war going on. Schaefer won't do business with Aram. Aram won't do business with Schaefer. So there, that, 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 there's been a war going on. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we're going to get into the first fight then. Uh, Mayweather and Madonna. Uh, it was an interesting fight. Some controversy, and some people think Madonna got it. Some people don't think they got it. Some people thought it was a draw. Uh, whatever the case is, um, uh, what did you guys think, Sammy? You know, I uh, I personally thought that uh, Madonna did very well in this fight. Uh, what I liked, what Madonna did was he didn't accept the hold. When Mayweather would go to hold him, he would just keep punching through that hold. Where you see a lot of guys in boxing, they'll accept the hold. Madonna never accepted it. He was aggressive throughout the fight. And he's got that sneaky looping right hand. I think it threw Mayweather off a little bit. It gave him some problems. And, uh, you know, actually I had Madonna win in this fight, 116 to 113. It was a tough fight to score. There were so many swing rounds there. And according to CompuBox. Um, CompuBox. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't mean, I mean, that's not everything. But, uh, you know. Mayweather, I I, th- I believe uh, Mayweather outlanded him two thirty to two twenty one, but uh, I thought he was more busier, and I thought Maidano won the fight. But like I said, it was a tough fight. The to score could have went either way. I don't have a problem with the decision either way it goes. I do know that Maidana's stock went up, and another thing, it was great seeing the fans out there. If you were at that fight, you heard those Argentinian fans. They were uh, very loud, and they really supported their fighter. Yeah, I, I saw the fight. I know you said you saw it twice, right? I seen it. I seen it more than twice. I watched it wow. four or five times. I, initially, I had the fight scored for Mayweather, but when I watched it on HD, I uh, I I had uh, Maidana win in that fight. I had it close to a draw, um, and. If I know usually people say that if the champion, uh, if the guy holds the belt or whatever the case is, you usually give the upper hand to him. I, I would have been completely fine with a draw if it went draw, um, but I, a little bit of the upper hand goes to Mayweather. Well, so, did one judge have it a draw? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did, did they? Yeah, yes, they, they did. did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I mean, I, I, if I was a judge, I'm going to be honest with you, I probably would have had it as a draw too. And, I mean, that's why I think having a, a rematch – I think it's mandatory. You have to give him a rematch for that. You know what's crazy? I don't want to see this fight next. I want to see Mayweather fight somebody else. I, I don't. Want I to would see- too, but the guy fought. I mean, the guy fought his heart out. You know what I mean? And he gave him. This is. I mean, he gave him a good battle. Yeah. How do you just not give him a rematch? Yeah, I think you give him a rematch sometime sometime down the line. But right now, there's there's other fights to be made. There's a lot of fights to be made, and you know, I don't know if the next fight will yield a different result. Well, I, I, again, I don't know how Mayweather trained and how, how hard he was going at it, but, I mean, I, again, I think if they did fight again, I think Mayweather would be a little bit more in focus than you might see an ass-whipping on Mayweather's part and destroying Mayweather. Yeah, I don't know. I think Mayweather may have slowed down a little bit. I think the best, look at Mayweather, if you look at his last 11 fights, 13 fights, he's like, you know, obviously he's undefeated, but he's got two KOs. He doesn't knock anyone out. The best thing about Mayweather is he's a very cerebral fighter. He's a very smart fighter. You know, ever since he moved up to welterweight, though, I mean, he hasn't really, uh, you know, lit anyone up. He hasn't knocked anyone out. So I think his time may be coming to an end. We'll see. We'll see what happens. What did you take? Uh, what did I, you take about it? When I watched it, I had uh, Floyd winning the fight. I saw he landed the cleaner punches. Uh, I knew uh, Marcos Madonna was going to come at him. I knew he was going to fight a decent fight. 
because uh, this guy has uh, a lot of heart and he has a lot of toughness and he does have that overhand right that does go over uh, Floyd Mayweather's uh, left shoulder and uh, you know he kept he wasn't intimidated at all by Floyd. I think some guys go in there and they get a little shell shocked and because uh, of his quickness, his reflexes, and his counter ability, Madonna doesn't give give a shit. He just comes and keeps punching. But uh, I didn't re- watch it again and again uh, to really see, it, you know, to uh, examine further. But when I watched it, I had Floyd win in the fight on cleaner punches and uh, ring generalship. He kind of moved around. But he did kind of stay in the corners uh, excessively. That's why I think Madonna did well. I think if they rematched, I think Floyd would beat him more decisively. And uh, usually the better fight, better fighter wins the rematch uh, much more convincingly. In, in in what we see in the history of boxing. Yeah, well, Mayweather's dad said he doesn't want this rematch. He said this guy Madonna's like a UFC fighter. We don't want to fight him. So we'll see if that fight is actually going to happen or not. Yeah, personally, I don't really want to see it next. Uh, I think uh, it's just going to be a more lopsided for Floyd. Uh, the style for me wasn't the most... It was exciting because uh, Madonna brought it. But it wasn't... I like a little bit more of a technical boxing than, uh, than uh, that. But... It was so, it was all right. Who would you want to see Floyd fight? If you I would could... like, yeah, I would like to see him fight fight maybe uh, Khan, Khan and uh, Sean Porter and uh, what's his name? I, there, I there's no way he'll fight Thurman Keith or Thurman. Porter. Yeah, there's no. been talk that he might fight Porter, but I think it's early for those guys. I Not just see... early. I think he's scared. I think he's scared of Thurman. You know what I would like to see? I would see Porter. I would like to see guys like Porter, guys like Thurman fight in Madonna. Fight a Broner, fight a Khan, then get that shot against Mayweather, or maybe fight each other and get the shot. I think it's a little too early now. I mean, who's Porter's biggest win? It's Malinaji's. You know who's? Uh, uh, I don't know. How about Alexander? That's just as big. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. you're right. Yeah, mm-hmm. Alexander's there. But I'm saying I'd like to see one more big win. Yeah, there. they can, they can fight one more time. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be next. But I don't so, know if my, so my you're Dan- saying Khan would be better. Well, it would be a different style. We seen we already seen this uh, book. We already read this book. You know, I would like to see a different type of fighter fight Floyd with more quickness and uh, more hand speed and links on him. Yeah, how about uh, Canelo and uh, Lara? They're fighting July twelfth. That'd be good if Lara won. I'd like to see that fight. Do you think Lara, Lara could beat him? I think Lara's got one of the best shots, maybe the best shot to beat him from uh, junior welterweight to junior middleweight i really think he's got a good chance i wouldn't mind seeing him against danny garcia either but i think danny garcia is a little small so if canelo wins this weren't we talking earlier that you thought that they might do pacquiao canelo well right now uh canelo is with golden boy he's a fighter that is signed de la jolla is talking to bob Arum. they may do business together and that would be a big money fight and that fight could happen. It would have to be at a catch weight, though. It probably they'd have to probably drop Canelo down to fifty-two. There is talk. A lot of people are saying Canelo he's going to move up to sixty. He's at fifty-four right now. He's going to move up to one sixty, yeah. and uh, that fight yeah. probably won't be made. But I think Canelo's too big. I don't think that fight's going to happen. Yeah, I think he's uh, much bigger than Manny. Who Canelo? Yeah, he's a bigger dude. He's like. He, like, walks around real heavy, like 170, 165 he goes in the ring. Well, yeah, Jackman, but they did make that Mayweather fight, and uh, they made it a catch weight at 152. Yeah, that's true. So it it can't happen. Yeah, it can't happen, but Canelo's just getting older. He's just going to get a little heavier, I think. All right, so. uh, They were even possibly talking about uh, Pacquiao maybe going down, I heard. 
that can happen also. Yeah. So, Madonna, we basically don't want to see it. That's what we're saying right now. I'm saying I don't want to see it. I, it wouldn't kill me to see it, but I'd rather have other guys. I'd rather see other guys. I'd rather uh, get a fresh guy to fight him, a hungry guy. But, you know, Madonna, it, it wouldn't bother me either way, but I prefer someone else. I prefer someone like Lara. Yeah, it's not my first pick. I'm not going to say it's going to be a bad fight because the first one was pretty good, but I don't think it's going to be as good as the first one. But you never know. It, it may yeah. be. But it's not my first pick. Let's put it that way. Yeah. All right. What about the uh, Khan Colazzo card? The Khan Colazzo fight yeah. uh, was a good fight. I mean, Colazzo was obviously outclassed. Um, you know, Khan, one thing about Amir Khan is he's got very, very fast hands. He he could be one of the fastest uh, fighters in boxing. Um, his weakness is he doesn't take the best punch. But I was thinking about it here. If you look at it, what he does very well Mayweather doesn't do so well like he like he's very fast he's faster than Mayweather and he doesn't take a good punch but Mayweather's not the biggest hitter so that style there it may give Mayweather some problems I think it will really with Khan yeah I think Khan will give Mayweather some problems who would you take in that fight Jackman uh it's hard to bet against Floyd but I would like to see Khan Khan get in there, get in shape. Khan looked like he was in really good shape against Colazzo. He was hungry. And uh, Khan sort of fights in some ways like Floyd. You know, he does his punches. Then he either gra- he grabbed Colazzo, which I know frustrated the hell out of him, or pushed him to get space. You know, I'm sure that's what he, uh, his trainer told him to do. And he got his one, two, three, one, two, either grabbed him so Colazzo couldn't get off. And then, uh, or pushed him back away and reset and went at him again. Colazzo couldn't, he was too fast for him. He couldn't set up. He, he you know. Yeah, he fought a very smart fight. Like Malinaji kept saying uh, during the telecast, he's like, you know, you get in on this guy and he holds you. And then you come back out, you reset. He's too fast for you. It was very frustrating to fight him. Yeah, he fights his fight. He dictates uh, his fight. He does what he's good at. Yeah. Let's give Colazzo credit here. He's a tough veteran. He earned his stripes. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, we could see him again. I, I like guys like that. You know, he's a tough guy, and uh, hopefully someone gives him uh, a shot to be on a big network. Gotcha. So, Khan, so we, you guys really want to see Khan Mayweather next, probably, more than likely. But I don't think it's going to happen in a September. Uh, yeah. The, with the holiday uh, for Khan. With Ramadan? Yes. Yeah. He won't, he won't get uh, many months of training. For September, the earliest he can fight, I heard, was uh, late October, uh, November, early November. So, uh, and they already announced Mayweather, right? Yeah, Once he likes. Day. He, yeah, in September, he's gonna fight somebody. So, I don't think it's gonna be next, but it may be in the future if they both keep winning. Yeah, you know what? Uh, before this fight, I was kind of against the Con Mayweather fight, but I was looking at the the contrasts and styles. I think it'd be pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I wouldn't mind watching it either and seeing it. I just, again, we don't know who Khan's next opponent's going to be, and whoever his next opponent is, I mean, he's got. they both obviously got to win. So we'll see what happens there. Next fight uh, we're going to go into was on May 10th. Uh, that's the uh, Stavern versus Areola fight. What you guys think of that one? Uh, I thought it was a great fight, and I want just want to say here that it's great that ESPN is televising these, these fights. It, you know, we need ESPN to get involved here. As we said in the past, ESPN, they got a lot of power. Um, 
They're one of the strongest networks in the world, the strongest sport network in the world. And it's great when you see this on free TV. And these guys, man, it was a hell of a fight. I mean, this was a very exciting fight, back and forth action. You know, a lot of people like to knock the heavyweight division. They say the heavyweight division sucks. But this was an exciting fight in any era. What did you th- uh Jackman? Yeah, I like this fight. Their first fight was uh, great, too. And uh, this one was uh, very exciting. You had Chris Oliola promising to be in better shape, and uh, I believe he was. He was in good shape for this fight. Uh, you had Stervain saying, you know, I'm just better than you. It's whatever shape you're in, I'm going to beat you. And uh, it was a close fight. I think Iriola might have been uh, slightly ahead, but uh, Stervain's got real fast hands for a big guy. And he, and he punches hard, and he knew the punch that hurt him in the first fight, and he went back to the well, and he got, you know, he hit him and he got him, you know. Yeah. It's just, a, I don't think just Ariola wasn't, this was the guy to beat him. You know, some guys just are matched up well against certain guys, like Foreman and Frazier. You know, Frazier wasn't a good matchup for Foreman. I think this might have some of that in that, where Stervain was just a good matchup for Ariola. You know what it is with Stavern? He's got a couple good things going for him. Number one, he takes a hell of a punch. And number two, he can crack. In the heavyweight division, if you could do those two things, you can beat anyone on any given night. I also want to say it was very interesting in this fight. This fight took place in a very small ring, 17 by 17 feet. So these guys, they didn't really have much of an option um, except the slug. It, it, I thought it was a great fight. It was a very interesting fight. Isn't there a standard size, though, that they have to use? It, it's it, it's from 17 to 17 to, I believe, 24 to 24. You know, when guys like Mayweather fight, they'll pick their ring. I, I think like when uh, Leonard fought Duran, I think it was like on a 24 by 24 foot ring. He picked I never a knew they ring. had the option of picking that. Yeah, guys like, you know what? When you're the big money man, like guys like Mayweather, they want the space to run around. Yeah, they could have, you know, he's going to have the space to run around. He's going to have his gloves, and they're they're going to get the benefit of the doubt on a lot of things. He's the money man. They're going to get their way, basically. Yeah. What do you think about Stavern and uh, Klitschko? They said Klitschko wanted to fight Stavern, but that fight is not going to happen now because uh, they're ordering the WBC is ordering Stavern to fight Wilder. What do you think? Do you think Stavern would have a shot against Klitschko? And then we'll talk about the Wilder fight, obviously. Who wants to go first? Oh, okay, I think uh, Stavern would have a shot, but I would say a slim one because of the size difference of Klitschko. He would try to keep him on the outside and uh, jab him, jab him right hand. And, uh, you know, Stavern, he eats some shots. He don't really move out of the way. He's got a great chin. And uh, Ariola is a, is a good is a good heavyweight puncher, but uh, Klitschko is a great heavyweight puncher. You know, and I think that he would keep him at bay. And uh, unless you know Klitschko gets tired a little bit, I mean, anytime you got a guy who punches as hard as Stavern, he's definitely got a shot. But I would have to favor Klitschko. Yeah, I think Klitschko will pick him apart from the outside. I don't think Stavern's busy enough. He likes to hold his gloves up. And I would take Klitschko in that fight, but I think that uh, Stavern is a live underdog, and I think if he catches him, he has a chance. What The fight that I really want to see is I want to see Deontay Wilder and Stavern. Here's a guy, Deontay Wilder, 31-0, 31 knockouts, never been past the fourth round. You know, for the most part, for a guy with 31 fights, he's been fighting a lot of stiffs. And uh, I think that's really going to test Wilder this fight. This is the fight I want to see. If Wilder beats Stavern, we can say he's for real. Yeah, and that way we, you can match up against Klitschko. Yeah, we're probably going to, if he beats Stavern, we'll probably will see a Wilder-Klitschko matchup. Which will be an interesting fight because anytime you have guys that size, he could throw off Klitschko with his size. And 
One thing we do know about Deontay Wilder, even though he hasn't fought the toughest competition, he can hit. He has power. You can't teach that power. No, he's got natural power. And yeah, I've noticed that in the uh, history of watching boxing when you got a uh, Lennox Lewis and all these real tall guys, when you get another guy at their level, they don't like that. No, they don't. Remember when uh, Klitschko fought Lewis? He really... Uh, yeah, he was uncomfortable in that yeah, fight. Yeah, Lewis was very uncomfortable in that fight. Yeah, I think Klitschko's built, man. He's just built to be like a monster heavyweight. It's just well, the way he is. he is. He's tall, long, I mean, yeah. strong. It's just the way he's built. It reminds. He I just don't think he's an exciting fighter. You guys think he's an exciting fighter. To some degree, I've seen, yeah, he's, he's I, kind of me, exciting. I think fighter. he's a cerebral fighter. Yeah. I think he's kind of like a... Look, hey, Nick, look at Mayweather. Is is Mayweather exciting to you? He's not that exciting to me. For To make $30 million a fight, he's not that exciting. Not for $30 million. No. He's but not I, that exciting. I, I think what makes him exciting is the controversy. Controversy uh, of what? Just just what he does, what he did with what's his name in the ring. Uh, poor, oh, poor with buddy. Merchant, with Larry Merchant. merchant. Yeah. yeah. Just that's it's just what he creates, the aura that he creates in the media around himself. I think that's what draws uh, butts into seats for him over on that side. And there's a lot of distractors that want Mayweather to see Mayweather lose. So he brings in a lot of people that yeah, way. And, and a, there's lot a lot of people, people hate him. Yeah, right. There's He's a lot the of people. That's true. That's there's true. a lot of people that also like him. But Mayweather is uh, not saying Klitschko is not, but he's very skilled and defensively skilled. And in a way, he may be even doing that purposely because he knows he's getting money because of that. Yeah. I mean, he people gets are buying way. the pay-per-view to see him losing. And he knows that. It's almost like wrestling. Be the bad guy. You get paid to be the bad guy. Right. When people boo you, you're doing your job right. Exactly. And he's what he's doing is he's being hated. He's the bad guy, and people watch him to see him lose. Well, yeah, here's or try another, to lose. yeah. He he also has the advantage of he's in a weight class where there's a lot of uh you know, good Mexican fighters and uh the Mexican fans they support their fighters. It's not just Mayweather selling these fights. If you look at, you know, the Guerrero fight, if you look at the Maidana fight, he didn't he didn't even sell a million buys, but when he fought Canelo it sold over two million. So Mayweather by himself he he needs a credible opponent to sell over a million. We do know that. But like Jackman was saying earlier, he's the guy you love to hate. He brags about how much money he got, and he's kind of flashy. And so a lot of fans, they uh, tune in just to hope to see him lose. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, the next one is Marquez Alvarado. Oh, what do you think? Yeah. I th- Jackman saw this one. Yeah, I seen it, and uh, I think uh, Marquez surprised me to some degree. Uh, he pretty much uh, convincingly beat Alvarado, and I thought it was going to be a much tougher fight because of the size advantage for Alvarado had. But uh, Marquez showed his true skill. You know, his hitting, his defense was great. He looked much faster than uh, Alvarado. You know, he made a miss, and he would hit him, and he hurt Alvarado many times. I mean, he hit him in the middle of the ring, and Alvarado almost fell through the ropes. You know, and and he was he was coming down in weight. You know, I think Marquez looked good at that lower weight. I think uh, the last fight against uh, Pacquiao, I know he got that uh, victory. Of course, he knocked him out, but he almost looked to me a little bit too built and too stiff. This fight, he slimmed down a little bit because they uh, fought at a uh, like a catch weight, and uh, he looked faster. You know, he looked quicker, and his punches were more fluid but basically uh that's what happens when you got a good tough fighter and alvarado against an extremely skilled tough fighter even though he was smaller he kind of pick picked them apart do you really want to see another marquez uh Pacquiao? you know not really i think it'd probably be a good fight but we've seen that so many times already 
This would be what, five? Number five. So my question is, what do you do with Marquez now? Or what happens to him now? Who's he fighting? Next. I don't know. We at, well, right now, you know what Top Rank has been doing? All these guys, they're signed under Top Rank. You got Bradley, you got Pacquiao, you got Rios, you got Alvarado, and uh, you got Prednikov. And these guys, they're basically just rotating through each other. A lot of the great uh, guys at that weight, they're over at Showtime. I just want to say this about Marquez. You know, Marquez is a great counterpuncher. I thought he fought a great fight. He's a savvy veteran. And, I mean, this guy just doesn't go away. This guy's like a cockroach. This guy's 40 years old, and it just seems to me like he keeps getting better and better. Um, do I want to see him uh, Him and Pacquiao five? No. I mean, we've seen that fight so much, even though they were great fights. I'd like to see Pacquiao fight somebody else. I'd like to see him fight, you know, someone like Danny Garcia or, you know, have him fight Mayweather. Maybe Marquez can fight Prednikov. That'd be a great fight. That actually would be a fight I'd want to see. I'd rather see that fight than see him fight Pacquiao. Yeah, I, I don't want to see another one with Pacquiao and Marquez. Do you think this guy Marquez is suspicious for PEDs? I mean, this guy's 40 years old. I mean, look at this guy's body. He's, you have he's to went question up, it. He's yeah. went up in weight so much, and his, his body still looks solid. He's carried over to power. I, Man, I hate to say it, man, but I, I think a lot of these guys are on the, on, on the sauce these days. I, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, very it's becoming. Su- it's very suspicious. And he's got that guy, that angel. He's the one who supplied uh, the steroids to uh, Marion Jones and other people, so. Yeah, you know, you know, why are you going to have in that guy? You yeah. Know, yeah. yeah, but He's you a know strength what? conditioner, but at this day and age, the way sports are today, I'll be honest with you, I really don't even hold it against these guys anymore. Why? Because I really feel that in all sports, the majority of these guys are doing it. I agree. I think I, a lot of I think a lot of sports are doing it. Yeah, I think boxing they find way to uh, hide it. Yeah, I think like I mean, I'm, when I say all the guys, I'm saying like the Mayweather's. I mean, I think the majority of these guys, the top athletes, are doing it. So I don't think we can. It's coming to an age now where I don't even think you could hold it against these guys anymore. Especially the older athletes. Yeah, remember when we were kids? You didn't see any forty-year-old guys that were successful at, at all. At all. How how late did Chavez fight? Uh, Chavez probably thirty-five-ish. Right, thirty-four, thirty-five. So he was about I'm, done. Yeah, yeah. Around there, I'm guessing. There was maybe one or two of them, but not a lot. Yeah. Now, yeah. You know, now no. you got B Hop. Well, you had Foreman, but Foreman was in the heavyweight division, and Foreman was very smart. Yeah. Foreman was fighting blown up light heavyweights. If you look at Foreman back in those days. He didn't want to fight Riddick Bowe. He didn't want to fight Lennox Lewis. He didn't they want to fight. Him. He yeah. said, I'm not messing with those guys. Because he, he knows knew, he'd get beat down. Well, he, he, he knows that he couldn't walk them down, and they were big just like him, and they were faster than him. And he didn't want no part of that. Yeah. No, I remember distinctly on HBO when uh, I think Riddick Bowe beat that Cuban up. Uh, he knocked him out convincingly. I forgot his name, but that big guy. and uh, yeah, Gonzalez. Gonzalez, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that six foot seven guy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they said, hey, George, what do you think? He said, no, no. He starts smiling. No, I leave that big daddy uh, bull alone. Yeah, you know? yeah, he said, I ain't messing with bull. I no. remember that. Yeah, I remember that too. What do you think? Uh, who would you want to see, Jackman? Who would you want to see when Juan Manuel Marquez fight? If you had a crystal ball and, you know, you were in charge of this thing, who would you like him to see as a fan? Well, I know uh, Danny's on the showtime. But I think that would be an interesting uh, fight of technical styles. I know a lot of people like to see Pergognoff against Marquez because he would come in nonstop. Who would you take in that fight? Who would you make the favorite? Mm, I think Marquez is a better boxer, and technically he might beat Pergognoff. 
But uh, that Russian hits hard. Yeah, I'll go and with Prudnikov. He could, uh, if he doesn't get caught, uh, you know, that's a big if. I think Marquez is a, definitely a better boxer. But Prudnikov is a lot younger, and he hits hard. And, and uh, he could knock Marquez out. So I think it would be a tough fight for Marquez. And at, at his age, I don't know if he should really uh, mess with him. Maybe uh, leave him alone. But Garcia's in other showtime. But I would like to see that nice uh, stylistic matchup. Yeah. They're both good technical boxers. That would be uh, interesting for me to see. So would the pro Gorgonoff, but I wouldn't want to see, not saying he would get hurt, but I wouldn't want to see, like, you know, if this guy knocks him out, you know, like like when Pacquiao was knocked out, I kind of, like, go back and forth between Marquez and uh, Pacquiao to win, but I didn't like when I seen him face first on the floor like that. You see this champion who's so dominant, and then he's face first on the floor. I wouldn't want to see that happen. To any of these great champions, yeah, even Floyd. Yeah. Oh, I really? Like, you wouldn't want to see that? I'd love to see that. No, not like Floyd. that. I would no. pay to see that. No, yeah, I mean, so maybe, I. maybe lose and get outboxed, but I wouldn't want to see him like face oh, first like I, that. No. I, just, I didn't like to see it. I was I'd scared. I'd like someone to catch the guy and do just drop for like when, a minute. When Pacquiao was on his face, dude, I was scared. I was like, man, I hope he's all right. Yeah, he he, he was shook up to yeah. either move or anything. No, I was I was literally scared. That's because it's the first time he got caught like that. No. Yeah, but you don't see like that. His leg was uh, twitching a little bit. I mean, that was some scary stuff. Yeah. Thank God he's all right, and he's still fighting well. All right. Well, uh, the next one I think we're going to get into is uh, one of the, my my favorites uh, for this one, uh, Lemieux Guerrero. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't stop texting Mush. Yeah. I, I think that uh, Lemieux is a very, very exciting fighter. And uh, I think that he has a lot of things going for him where he can make a lot of money in this game. I mean, he, he he's a white guy. He's good looking. He can punch. So when you have those three things going for you, I mean, you know, you, you can do good things in boxing. You can get big fights. It, I mean, what's this guy going to do? Can this guy beat Golovkin? Can this guy beat Sergio Not Martinez? Golovkin. No. Can this guy even beat Kid Chocolate? I don't think so. I would take well, Kid they're Chocolate saying that might this. be the next one. That will probably be the next fight. This guy is a big draw in Montreal. You know, he's a main eventer in Montreal. He headlined four or five cards in Montreal. And, you know, those people, they support their fighters. And that's the fight I want to see. I want to see him fight Kid Chocolate. Yeah, I, I would like to see it. Again, this was the undercard to the the Fanfara fight, so it wasn't the uh, the main. But um, I, I was really shocked. I mean, I, I started watching it uh, to get ready for the Fanfara fight, and uh, I just couldn't stop texting Jackman. I was just like, I was so impressed with the way he was fighting. He looked really good in the ring. Uh, he, he showed power, speed. I mean, I, I thought... I was just like, wow, this guy's looking really good right now, and I think I think him and Quillen would be a good fight. I I, I think Quillen probably could take him though. Yeah, I think so too. I think that uh, if Quillen can weather the early storm. I think uh, Quillen will beat him. Um, this guy's a little short for his weight class. He yeah. has short arms, and I think Quillen will just keep him at bay with the jab bust them up but it would be a very interesting fight to see this guy's not going to be in a bad fight when you have a style like that every fight is going to be interesting you know what i like about him he reminds me of these old school fighters and malinaji said this he reminds me kind of like a boom boom mancini the way he fights or these guys from the 30s and the 40s you don't see too many fighters like that anymore no no he's a pressure fighter and he does have that old school look to him he's got kind of the short shorts he comes in there he's got uh, like a jack dempsey sort of haircut you know he's got a uh, shave on the side you know and uh, he comes in and he throws very hard. He, like you said, he's got a huge uh, fan following in Canada. I've seen this guy many times in Friday night fights. Uh, 
The only he has a, sometimes a problem with gassing. He gets a little tired when he doesn't knock his guy out because he throws those heavy punches. And I've seen him get upset before in Friday night fights. But uh, he's very tough, and he does punch very hard. And uh, if he catches Quillen in the early rounds, he could knock him out. But uh, if Quillen, you know, he's going to try to stay back, and he's going to try to use his jab and side-to-side movement and uh, quickness on him and try to break him down and weaken him up and then maybe later in the fight try to go after him. But uh, I would like to see it. Anytime you got a hard-punching guy, you know, it can he can do it. But he's got to get in great shape and uh, avoid some of those punches that Quillen's throwing and get in there and try to hurt this guy. Yeah, like Jackman was saying, um, he is a little bit chinny, and he, his stamina isn't the greatest because he works very hard in the early rounds. Did you see the Rubio fight when Rubio knocked him out? He was beating Rubio. Marco Antonio Rubio, he was beating him through six, seven rounds. He was pretty much winning every round, and then uh, Rubio ended up uh, stopping him. Yeah, I did see that fight, and I think an older guy beat him too, right? Yeah, I believe someone yeah. else may have yeah, beat him Yeah, also. but I think I seen that fight in Friday Night Fights. Yeah, he was winning early rounds, but, you know, you can't go for broke because, uh, you know, the fight's either a 10- or 12-round fight. You got to have something left in the tank. You know, a lot of knockouts. I've been watching boxing for a long time. Yeah, you get the early-round knockouts when you got the heavyweights, the quick knockouts, but a lot of knockouts happen because of conditioning. There's a lot of late-round knockouts where the guy can hardly defend and get out of the way to punches, and he gets stopped. Conditioning and, and, and the mind plays a great role in uh, boxing. Well, you know what it is, too, Jackman. Think about boxing today. How many non-heavyweights have that one-punch power? Not too many guys. Not a lot. You got Stevenson. You got Golovkin. You got Kovalev. Uh, you got Madonna's a pretty big hitter, but you don't have too many guys that are just natural punchers that can take you out with one punch. Like Tyson in the old days. Yeah, you don't have, you know. And well, you, I, in a way, from watching boxing a long time, I think I see more one knockout guys in the smaller weights than when I was younger. Like a guy like Pacquiao, what he was doing for a while. I don't remember little guys like that knocking. Yeah, not in the smaller weight class. Nassim Hamed. Nassim Hamed was the biggest hitter, I thought, in featherweight history. Is that this the guy dude that used dropping. to wear the leopard print? Yeah, yeah. That guy was, man, that guy was awesome, man. Yeah, that he had a heavy awesome. punch. He knocked he, a lot of guys. I, I thought was, he was the biggest hitter. I thought I saw one of his fights. Didn't he fight De La Hoya one time? No, no, he was too he small was for way the, too he small fought Kelly. For he he fought, maybe yeah. you see Kelly. He when fought Marco most... Antonio Burr. He That's fought Kevin Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I, I think I do see in the lighter weight some of these guys like you got Thurman and some of these hard punching guys who just uh, put people out cold. Where when I was uh, younger, I didn't see it. You know, those small guys would usually go twelve rounds. So. Yeah, no, I agree. I, with I don't that. know. I, I, you, back in the day, you used to see a lot of the the smaller I mean, guys go the distance. Yeah, or if they if they fell down and got knocked out, it's because they were getting th- th- their head knocked down, but, like I mean, beat up for a couple rounds. How yeah. many guys though have that true one punch concussive knockout power? Guys that'll hit you and you'll be out on your feet. Not too many guys have that. Klitschko, Klitschko, five Klitschko guys. doesn't have. Yes, it. he does. No, he doesn't. Klitschko, what do you mean Klitschko, Klitschko doesn't Klitschko, have it? Well, Klitschko's a heavyweight. It's a little bit yeah. different. He does. I mean, he he's does got have a lot it. of pop. He does. But have I'm saying, it. look at, think about it. Throughout the line, you got Golovkin, you got Kovalev, um, Stevenson. Stevenson. How about Pacquiao? Yeah, Pacquiao. Not I lately, mean, he hasn't no. Been knocking out no, not lately, lately. No, not lately. No. So he, I don't. I mean, I wouldn't classify him in that group. Madonna's close. You know, how he's about Marquez? 
Marquez is he's close. He's close. He's close. Yeah. But I, he's not at that level. He's not like a Stevenson or a Golovkin or no. Like he's a little. Guys. He's a little bit under them. Yeah. I agree. Even Maidana's a little bit under them. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Ma- yeah. So I'm saying you don't have too many guys like that. Those guys are born. You can't make. You know, those guys. They're just. You know. You know, punchers like they say. This is old saying in boxing. You know, punchers are born, not made, yeah. and that's just so true. Yes, indeed. Uh, the main event on that card, Fanfara, Superman. Uh, What's your take, Big Big Nick? I, I th- a, a, a decent fight. Yes. Uh, I thought Stevenson didn't fight to the level that I saw him in his past fights. I thought Stevenson looked a lot better in some of his other fights. Now, I'm not saying that that's maybe because Fanfara was taking him off of his game of the way he's fighting him. Yes. Uh, in my opinion, Fanfara looked a little sloppy. I, I think he was a great fighter and he good chin both guys, but I, I thought Fanfara just looked a tiny bit sloppy to me in the fight. I think he ate a lot of punches from Stevenson. You know, he didn't really move too well. I mean but he showed the guy showed a lot of heart. Yes. Yeah, and he came after Stevenson. You know, guys, Stevenson was gassed in yeah. the ninth round. Bottom line is I think even though Fanfara lost, it build it built him up even more. For sure. This is a loss that really isn't a loss. This is like a moral a victory. Loss. This yeah, is like a moral a victory good loss for him in your career because you also Fonfar also put his name out there and built a name for him yeah. for a future fight, even though he lost this one. You know, he showed a lot of toughness. I seen the guy fight a couple times. I seen him beat an aging Glenn Johnson, and that was in Chicago. And uh, he's he's a good fighter, but he showed me he's young. He's got yeah, time too. Yes, he showed me the toughness against Stevenson. This guy would not stop. He was hurt in the first round. Yeah. But this guy recovered, and uh, he's, and he was pressing Stevenson. And Stevenson doesn't normally get pushed like that. That's well, the thing. I like. I saw other fights with Stevenson. He's a beast sometimes. And, yeah. And I, this one, he wasn't like that. No, he might have overlooked him a little bit, but yeah. I think Fanfara is very is very good and much tougher than Stevenson gave him credit for. Yeah, yes. You know, I you know I let's give Fonfara a lot of credit here. I did score this fight. I had it one seventeen to one hundred nine for uh, Stevenson. Um, after that first round, Stevenson rocked Fonfara with that shot. I was like, this fight is over. Yeah. I'm like, this. There's a couple times I thought he yeah. was going to go down. So Fonfara showed a ton of heart. Stevenson won the majority of the rounds, obviously, but all the rounds were competitive. And like as Jackman said, Fonfara got stronger as the rounds went on, and he looked almost like the fresher guy after that fight. Yes. You know. Before this fight, I thought Stevenson is the favorite against Hopkins. I thought he was the favorite against Kovalov for a 50-50 fight. Now I don't oh, for know. for real? You had him against Kovalov maybe? Uh, possibly, because he yeah. can move and he can box and he can frustrate Kovalov. Now, he does move well. I don't know if he beats Hopkins. I don't know. I think it's a 50-50 fight. I could throw it up in the air With now. Stevenson? Yeah. With the way I saw him with Fanfara, I agree. I don't know if he'll beat But him. if you have the Stevenson of the other fights that I saw, then I, I think he can probably take him. You know, I think that just, it was the style. You know, if Fonfara's a tough guy, and he's a big guy. Did you see Fonfara? He's very he's rangy. Yeah, he's, he's very rangy. Long. He's tall and long. I think he gave Stevenson some problems with that. He actually came back. He rocked Stevenson in that ninth round. He knocked him down. And he gave a very, very good account of himself Funfera did and what's interesting i don't know what's next for him i don't know what they're going to do with yeah. Funfera right now maybe have him fight a guy like uh chad dawson or maybe even throw him right away in the mix with kovalov i mean it's a money That's fight too no, early, I, I, think. I think kovalov punches too hard for uh 
Funfira. Yeah, but you know what? If you can get a three, four hundred thousand dollar fight, maybe take that fight. I mean, as far as um, business wise goes, and Kovalev, he doesn't really have a lot of opponents at seventy five. That's a fight that could be made. I mean, uh, yeah. Where else is Funfira going to go right now? Like he's probably, or you know what? He could fight Pascal. Have that fight in oh, Montreal. Pascal. That'll yeah. be a fight. That'll be a good fight. I, I'm that sure would, HBO I would like to see that fight. Yeah, I would like to see Funfira. In Pascal, I think it would be a competitive fight. I think yeah. uh, Pascal, you know, of course, he's quicker and stuff than Fanfira, but I think he would have a tough time with Fanfira with his toughness and as a jab. And Fanfira's got good boxing skills and a nice right hand to follow. So I think uh, he gives some uh, problems to uh, Pascal. That would be a close fight. I don't know who I would favor on that one. Yeah. I mean, do you, you, know, be, do you think more of Fanfira after this fight? I do. I, 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 his stock went up in my yeah, mind. Yeah, I believe his stock went up. Yeah. I think more of them too. I mean, dude, there's a couple, like you said, Sammy. There's a couple times where he got. I was watching the fight with my wife. My wife was even like, "Oh, he's going down. It's over." Yeah, he showed it. And I'm like, "Dude, this guy's going down. It's out." And then you're watching the fight, like on the edge of your seat. And then the guy's coming back, and you're like, "Dude, wow!" You're like, "Holy cow!" And the next round comes, and you're thinking the guy's got to be out of it, and the guy's snapping back again. Yeah. And you're like, "This guy's this guy's got a tough chin." You it know what? You know what he showed? He showed that he trained very hard for this fight. Yes, a lot. Well, th- you know, he went to Big Bear and trained. One thing we were saying though was, uh, in his corner looked a little unorganized. That's the only thing I had a little like. I was just looking at it, and I was like, uh. Well, I, it just looked a little unorganized. Yeah, I, to me, it didn't really look unorganized. It just looked like Colonna was telling him, "Put your punches together, Andrew. Let's go." He didn't really give him any clear uh, direction. Well, he didn't really give him any strategic advice. Yeah, he just, just said, "Put your punches together." But you know what? Well, Sam Colonna knows him better than we do. He yes. knows he knows uh, how to talk to his fighter, and uh, the, you know, it's not like uh, the camera was on Sam Colonna the whole time. So we yeah, really so don't we don't know. know what was said. Yeah. I think he gave him good advice. He told him, you know, throw some combinations. He didn't want him loading up for that one punch. He wanted to keep uh, Stevenson uh, off balance. He told him, throw, and, and he told him, believe in yourself, kid, and throw some combinations. And that kind of kept Stevenson, you know, in the defensive mode. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it was all right. All right. We're, I'm going to jump this one. Well, well, let's see about Hopkins, and uh, let's talk a minute about Hopkins and uh, Stevenson. Who okay. would you guys favor? You know, I you know it doesn't bold well for uh, you know champ- my take about the what is his name now the alien yeah you know but, my take I don't like him but I was saying uh, it doesn't bold well for young lions to fight Hopkins they don't do well against them he made a lot of guys look bad you had Kelly Pavlik uh, who else you had no Chad well Chad beat uh, Bernard but uh, let me see who else he beat but beat uh, many of young guys Pasquale twice but you know what you know, though. I think that uh, Hopkins, he'll have more problems with a guy like Stevenson, who's athletic, who has legs. He can move of, quicker. Yeah, like guys like Pavlik, they're kind of more in your face. They were more flat-footed. Yeah. You know, like look at Dawson. I mean, uh, Stevenson just annihilated Dawson. And, uh, you know, Chad Dawson, he really took it to Bernard Hopkins. He's a good boxer, and he's long, and he's fast. Yeah, the styles make fight because uh, Stevenson punches very hard, but Hopkins has uh, great defense. And... Uh, you know, yeah, of course, Stevenson could hit him and knock him out. This guy's like 50 years old. But Hopkins- Nobody knocks out Hopkins. <laughs> Nobody knocks him out. Has he ever well, been stopped? No, I don't think so. I, no, he's never been stopped. I don't think no, so. No, but I'm just, it can happen because this guy's a hard-punching 175. Yeah, true, true. But, uh, and at 50 years I, I old? I wouldn't yeah. bet on it, though. No, no, but I'm just saying it can happen. This is one of the hardest, him and uh, 
Yeah. Uh, the other Russian is the uh, hardest puncher in a but, 175. You know what it is with Stevenson, though? If you look at him, he doesn't really stay Kovalov. on you the whole fight. He won't stay on you like a Kovalov. No. He'll throw two, three, bam, bam, hurt you and kind of step back, Actually, hurt you and step back. He does, yeah. He's not very like aggressive. to Because I don't think his conditioning's all there. That's yeah. true. That's well, a good now point. Now that you yeah. said that, uh, when, when we were watching the Fanfara fight, there was a couple times where Stevenson had him down and he wasn't attacking him. And yeah, it, his condition. It was like he, he flashbacks. Was By the ninth round, he was Well, gassed. it was just flashbacks of the Galata fight when he had Bo almost down and he wouldn't attack the guy. I'm like, dude, if Stevenson could jump on this guy. He could probably get him down and he wouldn't attack him. Well, Bo, uh, Galata did attack him. He just attacked him low. But it was just, I think there was opportunities where when Fanfara looked like he was going to go down and mm-hmm. Stevenson didn't take that opportunity to jump in and just finish it. Yeah, but against Hopkins and Adonis, uh, I, I don't know. I think it's a fifty-fifty fight, and uh, maybe even Hopkins wins that fight, guys, in a twelfth round, in a close twelfth round decision. Now I know Stevenson can box and can punch. He's multi-talented. He can do many different things well. But uh, Bernard makes these young guys look bad. Yeah, I, I think if it goes decision, Hopkins wins. The other way, the, the match I think goes is Stevenson's probably beat him, knock him down, knock him out, maybe or or whatever, sixth, seventh round. Yeah, and they'll, they'll finish it. Hopkins I, is a cagey veteran. Yeah, yeah but I think he'll just—he's strategic too. Hopkins. He's very smart. He watches the video. He's, he's, he knows how to fight these yes, guys. He studies them. And yes. he'll stop the way they're good. That's why. I mean, he if, takes their strength. Yeah. Tries to take their strength. If he away takes from them. them, and the other thing that that Hopkins has now is that he knows these guys know that he's fifty. And these guys are probably thinking, oh, this guy ain't going to make it past the fifth, sixth round. Uh, and he probably f- conditioned himself to go all the way. Oh, he's a uh, he's great conditioned athlete. That's what I'm athlete. saying. So yeah. he's, he's over here smiling, eighth, ninth, tenth round. Like, but I don't I know if they take go. him that lightly because uh, tra- of his track record. Yeah. I, 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 would, I would favor Stevenson slightly, Me very too. slightly. A little bit. Slight favorite. Yeah, I mean, he's a younger guy and he's a champion. But uh, Bernard, Bernard can beat him. He but, can, like, execute the perfect plan. Sort of the same way I feel against like Marquez and uh, Pogardinov. He does the perfect plan. He'll beat him too. Another thing I want to say, this guy Stevenson, he started fighting. You know, he did some time. He started boxing a little bit late. He didn't have that extensive amateur background. And uh, guys like Bernard Hopkins, they expose those guys. Yeah. He's, he's Nigerian, right? No, no, he's, he's Haitian. Haitian. He's Haitian. Haitian. There you go, there you but go. he did some time in jail. He started fighting late. He's not yeah. young himself. He's about 36, 37 years old Yeah, now, he's not so. young himself. Yeah. No. All right. Um, I'm going to skip the Chicago thing really quick, and we'll get to it. I just want to finish the fights that already happened, then we'll go into the Chicago thing. Uh, the next one I wanted to go into really quick is the uh, the Frost Groves fight. What yeah. did you guys take of that? I thought it was actually decent. I, I thought it was a pretty good fight, too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of thought Groves was a little bit more uh, talented in some ways than Frosh. I thought he was winning the fight. It was sort of a surprise yeah, to me a little bit. I thought he was winning the fight. I thought he has faster hands than uh, Frosh. But Frosh is very tough. And now uh, Frosh's defense at times is suspect. He kind of keeps his head high in the air. But uh, Frosh kept coming at him. He, you know, it seemed like he got a bit discouraged in the early rounds, but not too much. I mean, he didn't. He just kept coming because Grove has has fast hands. He punches hard, also. But uh, Grove tired a little bit, and the older guy, Frosh, at thirty six years old, seemed to be the fresher guy as the rounds went on. And you know, def- when you get tired a little bit, you make mistakes. Your defense is quite not as good, you know, and uh, less pressure against Frosh, and uh, he hit him with that right hand and a perfect shot right in dead in the chin you know he kind of lined him up with that shot and uh he's a 
tougher guy. He's a great boxer, but uh, I don't know. I just think he was tougher, and he kept pressing, and that's why he beat him, and the Grove kind of withered a little bit. Yeah, you know, I watched that fight. To me, it looked like that uh, Groves uh, is the better boxer. He has slightly maybe more talent as a boxer, but as Jackman said, he did get winded early, and I thought that he was fighting with some nervous energy there. And when you're nervous, you tend to get tired. Yeah, you don't think straight. And I, I also well, well, you use s- a lot of energy. You're not yeah, efficient. Exactly. And I also want to say, man, this guy Froch, man, what a star this guy is in England. This fight had over eighty thousand fans that attended this fight. Do you, this, do you think that would happen in the United States Never. even for Mayweather? No, no, it's like a soccer. English people really love boxing. Yeah. It, it goes back like to the old days. They support the fighters about yes, it. for soccer, much. for boxing, for remember all Ricky sports. Hatton. Oh. Remember how much fans Ricky Hatton. I used Hatton to love had? watching Mickey Hatton fights, man. Yeah, you know remember how- the chant they used to always do? Oh yeah, it was yeah. like a soccer chant. Yeah, they'd be like, "You're the one, Mickey Hatton." Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you know how much money Froch made for this fight? He made over fifteen million dollars. I mean, wow. this guy's a star in England, and they're talking now that he's probably going to fight Chavez. He's going to fight Julio Cesar Chavez. I think that'd be a hell of a fight. Yeah, I mean, uh, who would I- you favor in that fight, Jackman? I don't know. I think. Uh- Chavez might be a little better, but I think Frosh. Yeah, I think Frosh. I think, I think, okay, let me finish. Where are they going to fight? Let me think. Uh, let me finish. I think uh, Chavez is a little better, but I think Frosh is tougher, believe it or not. I know it's hard to say anybody's tougher than Chavez. We're talking, you know, think of Julio C, uh, Sr. I don't think, like, Chavez is going to give up or anything, but I don't know if he's going to train. Well, he probably will because this is a big fight. I don't know. I think maybe I give the edge to Chavez. But I think Frosh can beat him because he, he's going to keep... Uh, I think it's a 50-50 fight. Uh, Frosh will keep coming in at him. And if uh, there's some weaknesses and stuff uh, and Chavez, Frosh will expose it. Where are they going to fight, though? Uh, well, I Frosch, think that matters. Yeah, well, Frosh said that he wants to have... You know, he's Obviously, his career is winding down. He's probably going to have two or three more fights. And he wants to have... Um, he wants to fight in Vegas again, he said, because most of his fights have been away from Vegas, and he wants to fight in Vegas, but this is a bigger fight in England. I think if he fights in Vegas, he loses. If he fights in England, he gets that, that adrenaline rush, and he wins. Really? Okay. That could be. That, that, that could, could be. be it. Yeah. 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 I think it really matters on where he fights, because, I mean, think about it, dude. If you're in Wembley Stadium, 80,000 fans, I mean, and you're, they're there for you, and they're chanting your name, I mean, I don't care if you're almost down and out. You're going to give that extra oomph just to get it in there and try to win it yeah and the, you know let's face it with these guys style this is going to be an exciting fight there's no yes. way this is going to be a boring fight it's going to yeah. be fireworks i mean because frosh is there to be hit and uh chavez is a hitter and he and you know what chavez's defense is not bad when this guy really sits down and trains i mean it's not great but i mean he's got the he's got the dna he's got some boxing skills and he's a hell of a puncher and he goes to the body really well you know frosh is there to be hit you know, but Frosh is very tough. Yeah. I don't like to bet against him. Well, what's what's great about Chavez is he has a granite chin, and he and he and he hits, and he's a good hitter, and he puts a good amount of pressure on you. He's not like his dad, but he's a very good fighter. Yeah, yeah I mean, I Gro- agree. Grove had uh, Frosh's nose all red early in the fight. I mean, you know, Grove was winning that fight, but uh, uh, Frosh was tougher and better conditioned. I think Frosh. Uh, He's a kind of a sloppy fighter for that level. I think that if he fought someone like Golovkin, and there was talk of making that fight, Golovkin would move up eight pounds to the 168-pound limit. 
I think that's a bad fight for Froch. Yeah, I think Golovkin would kill him. Yeah, if I'm Froch, I don't take that fight because uh, Golovkin, he's going to expose that that uh, defense, which is not that great, and he's going to hurt this guy. Where do you Froch is a warrior, though. No, Froch is extremely tough, and I do like him. I got a question for both of you guys. Where do you guys rank Golovkin? He's number one. He's a champ. Pound for pound. Uh, well, I mean, right now, you can't... I. Potentially, I think he has the ability to be number one. But right now, with the guys he's fought, let's see him fight Daniel Geely, which he's going to fight July 26th. And I would love to see him fight the winner of Cotto Martinez. Is Martinez going to fight him? I don't know. But if he beats, if he wins these next two fights and wins them convincingly, he's probably, he's definitely in my top five, maybe even in my top three. Yeah, I'd say top three. He might be in my top five right now, guys. I think so. I mean, this guy's blown up. I mean, uh, That's Curtis. why I'm asking the question. Yeah, I think because gonna... I have him up high. But who's his best I have win? Him up high who's too. his best win? That's the thing. Curtis Stevens is a pretty decent boxer, and he manhandled this he's guy. Like, well, Stevenson's got great power. That's the best thing about Stevens. Yeah, but he's pretty crafty. Yeah, he is crafty. Yeah, he's crazy. Nobody really. I never really seen anybody kick his ass except for Golovkin. I still want to see Golovkin fight Martinez. I still think he needs to take care of business at 160. Who, Sergio? Yeah, Sergio Martinez, yeah. have him fight Martinez. And then after that, if he beats Gailey, he beats Martinez, then let's see the Andre Ward fight. That'd be, or let's see him fight Froch, and then let's see him fight Andre Ward. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, This guy, Andre Ward, he's kind of a prima donna. He's a great fighter, but he doesn't want to leave Oakland. He only fights close to his hometown. He doesn't want to go to England to fight Froch. Listen, Andre, you got to realize that some guys sell fights. Uh, Froch sold over 80,000 in England. You got to understand, boxing's a business. Sometimes you can't always fight in your hometown. Uh, I agree with that. You got to be global, make more money, put your name out there, get bigger fights. Yeah, yeah and you know the Froch is a huge draw in England, so he's gonna he's gonna bring the money. And I, I just want to say, I feel sorry for Ward in a way. I mean, this guy's an Olympic gold medalist. He's a great fighter. He won the Super Six tournament. The guy just can't sell. He can't sell, and it's kind of sad in a way. You know, but he hasn't built his brand. I mean, you got to build your brand. Yeah, but I he mean, be, he he's be, just he unlucky. Beat, he beat everybody he uh, fought. You know, I don't, I don't know. It's just uh, there's not a ton of, what is he, 168? There's not a ton of guys right now over well, there. Well, he can move up to 75. He could fight Kovalov. He could do that. Yeah, but I don't, but I don't know, know if he, he wants, wants to. to do that. Yeah, That's, I don't know if he wants to. And he's in a, going on. He's on the shelf right now. He's suing his promoter. I don't know what's going on. Or suing his manager. Yeah, so it's so, all tying him up. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember the last time I seen him. Oh, no, he fought that uh, Colombian, uh, the guy who punches hard. That's the last fight I seen him fight. Rodriguez, Edwin oh, Rodriguez? The Dominican. Oh, Dominican. Yeah, Edwin okay. Rodriguez. Yeah. yeah, that's the last time i seen him fight. So that's been a while. All right. Um, all right, so what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break really quick. We're going to come back, uh, go over some of the local stuff that's happening in Chicago, uh, then come into some of the future fights. Uh, give us one second. We'll be right back, guys. Thank you, everyone, for your continued support and for helping us spread the word of WCSN, the Windy City Sports Network. We get a lot of questions on where can you find us. It's easy and it's simple. First look at our social networking. Our Facebook and Twitter accounts are blowing up. Follow us on our Twitter account at WCSN, the number three. 
Like us on our Facebook page at Windy City Sports Network. We post all our shows on all our social media sites. Easy access listening. You wanted it, you got it. Our biggest platform right now is iTunes. If you have any Apple, iOS device, iPhones, or iPads, download the iTunes podcast app. It's free. Once downloaded in the search bar, put in Windy City Sports Network, and you will find both of our amazing shows. The key here is to click on our show, then subscribe to it. From then on, you will always get our most recent show. Please leave us comments and drop us a review. We are the first sports network that listens to the fans because we're fans, and we adapt to what the fans want. If you don't like Apple, that's fine. On any Android or Windows device, download the Stitcher radio app. Stitcher is spelled S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. It's free too. In the search bar, put Windy City Sports Network and you will get us. Favorite us, like us, leave us comments. We are also available on SoundCloud. In the search bar, enter both shows, WTR, Wrestle Talk Radio, and CSCR, Chicago Sports Crunch Radio, and you will find us both there. Again, we respect and value our fans' opinions. Please like, follow, review, favorite, but most importantly, leave us comments. Our motto here at WCSN is for the fans, by the fans. We are fans. And we want to entertain you, the fans of Chicago, the best fans in the world. Lastly, email us your opinions, ideas, and or questions at WindyCitySportsNetwork at gmail.com. We would love your insight and questions will be shared on our shows. This is Big Nick from Studio One at the Windy City Sports Network. For the fans, by the fans. And we're back, guys. Just wanted to uh, drop out where you guys can catch us, where you guys can listen to us, where you can find us, our emails, uh, our Facebook and our Twitter accounts, at WCSN, the number three. You can catch us. We live tweet. We look through uh, past or other uh, events as well, too. We'll, we'll always be on there, leave some hot topics, uh, and then uh, we go from there. So uh, we're going to dig uh, a little bit into uh, local Chicago stuff. Uh, Sammy, can uh, uh, what do we got going on? What uh, what fights do we have happening, coming up soon? Well, there, are, there is a fight on June 20th. There's a fight coming up. It's a card. It's promoted by uh, Bobby Hits. That's going to take place at the Horseshoe uh, casino in uh, Hammond, Indiana. I've never personally been to that venue, but from what a lot of people say, it's one of the best venues to watch boxing. And if you like to gamble, it's great because you got the fights there, and then you know right after the fight, you can uh, hit the slot machines, um, lose some money, or you can win some money too. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that's luck. Yeah. So. Um, there's also another uh, fight card on July 
fifth coming up, and uh, Dominic Pasoli uh, is going to promote that card. And that card's at the UIC Pavilion. I've been to the UIC Pavilion numerous times to watch fights, and uh, it's a it's a good fight venue. I mean, there's not really a bad seat in the house, and uh, it's a, it's a pretty good time over there. And uh, you know, Dominic Pasoli tends to bring uh, pretty good fights in Chicago. And also on August 23rd, this was just announced, there's going to be fights at U.S. Cellular Field. And uh, Donovan George is going to be fighting Dia Davis for the IBO super middleweight title. I did attend a fight at Comiskey Park before. And, I mean, it's nice being outdoors. It's nice being at the ballpark. But the way it was set up, I I prefer to watch on a TV. boxing. No, no, on a smaller venue. I'll tell you something. One of the out of all the fights I ever watched, I went. I used to go to the Ramada Inn back in the nineties. I've been to the Fiesta Palace back in like the well, we the went early with 90s. you. I remember one time. Where do we? Where, it was the Albanian guy. What was his yeah, name? Yeah, Chris Nietzsche. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we uh, there's been so many fight venues, and then also, um, actually, one of the best fights I've ever seen took place at uh, at a gym in Evanston, and it was a very small. It, it was amateur, and the gym was very small, and you're right on top of the action there. So a lot of times these bigger stadium types, you know, I've been All-State Arena, I've watched fights. It's not the same. Yeah. You want a smaller venue where you can feel the action. We went to an All-State one, I think, I remember. I don't know if you were with, with us, Jackman. No, I don't I don't think so. Uh, I was. And that was, uh, who was back in the day? I think it was like late 90s, the tall, like, Russian 7 Oh, Vola, I was at that fight. Oh, I was there. Did we go then? We may have. I was at that fight with the. He was seven for five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roll yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't like the the way it was set up. I mean, we had. I think we were in the second or first level. Yeah, we were in the second level. And it I, was okay. Oh, value yeah. off the one and who Don King Holy was Field? there. Yeah, yeah Don King was, was the there. He was guy. waving Nico, the flag Nico in the middle Nico of the ring. Off? Yeah, the yeah. yeah. And yeah. then they had that one Polish kid that was actually pretty good. Uh, Adamic, I believe. Yeah, Adamic fought in that car. There you go. Yeah, he's still fighting. He's a good, good. Yeah, fighter. he's actually good. Yeah, um, but the, yeah, we were watching that, and I, I didn't like the setup. Like we were too far away. But I agree with you. I think the smaller, uh, smaller setups, I think, are better because you can see it uh, and, and be more, I guess, in focus with the fight. Um, but I, I'm a guy who likes watching a lot of this stuff on TV, man, because I like listening to the announcers. I, I like listening to the commentary of what's happening in the fights. And you get the best angles on TV a majority of the time. And you but, got the replays and stuff. Yeah, that's why I like watching it on there than being in, in I guess, in the in the environment. For, for the smaller venues, I prefer to uh, be at the fights. But for, I mean, the best thing is to watch the fight live, DVR it, come home, and then watch the fight watch, at home. Yeah, and watch that's it again, listen to, to the commentary. And, you know, a lot of these Pasoli fights, they actually, they're actually they actually on Friday night fights. That U.S. Cellular Field fight, uh, that'll probably be on Friday night fights, yeah, too. Yeah, with uh, Don DeBomb. Yeah, that'll probably be on uh, Friday. You know, which, you know, I, I personally went there, and I just didn't care for, I mean, it's the ballpark, it's great, you know, the food's good, and the concession stands and all that. But, and it's outdoors. And it's outdoors, yeah. you get some sun, but I... It, I don't think it was the best venue for boxing. They had the ring set up by like home plate, and they, it was just a weird setup. They closed up like half of the stadium, and I just I really didn't uh, care for it. As a yeah, place to I watch don't know fights. why they're doing it again there. I just yeah. Well, they well, had it. They had it last year uh, at U.S. Cellular the first time in fifty years. And uh, it was in August. They had some uh, local fighters, and that was televised on Friday night fight. Funfara fought. He fought Campillo on that fight. Okay, Funfara fought. He and came a, back, he won the fight. And uh, Spirko and uh, yes, Malo, too. Malo, too. That was another great fight. Yeah. You know what? 
this guy Funfera, he used to sell a lot of tickets. He's this guy would sell over a thousand tickets, and you know it's it's a shame because you know today uh, boxing people just don't go to it anymore. I mean, yeah. you have a stadium like UIC Pavilion, which is a good stadium. You put on a decent card. You know, we come from a city here where it's very ethnically diverse. You have, you know, the Mexicans, the Puerto Ricans, you have the Polish. And, you know, unfortunately, with the exception and the of, the, Russians. of the Polish, they don't support their fighters. It just seems like Chicago, for some reason, uh, there just should be more people out at these fights. I, I think when you look at it, uh, I mean, New York, in my opinion, New York and Chicago should be the two cities that, especially in boxing, because in boxing, it's a lot of foreign fighters. You don't have really fighters. I mean, you do have American fighters, but a lot of it is from overseas. You've got a lot of other people and other fighters. And yeah. You've got a lot of diversity in like the urban areas like New York and Chicago. So I would expect it to be more of an attendance here. Um, I, I don't know what it quite is. I don't know if it's just that when we're when they're promoting it, are they promoting it in the right spots, or are they attacking yeah. the right audience, the right people? Yeah. I don't know what it is. I California's mean, huge. I, I bet you it's probably just as big as New York or bigger. Yeah, New York's bigger than Chicago. California's bigger than Chicago. I think Texas yeah. is bigger than Chicago. Texas has a lot of. I mean, for a big too. city, we're we're falling behind here. Yeah, um, with the fighters. If you look at the last twenty years, I mean, how many and if gr- you look at the great history, fighters have we've had here that, over the last twenty years? Uh, not, not, not too much. Mentioned. You had some. Well, we had McCall, but was McCall training here? No, I don't. I don't think he was. He had Galata, but you know, let's face it, Galata was a Polish-born guy. He was a bronze medalist in the Olympics, and he was training with the Duvas. He wasn't fighting out of Chicago. And mm. then uh, you Montel had, Griffin they, was from Chicago. Yeah, Montel mm. Griffin was from Chicago, but even his trainers, I don't. I think he might have been in Florida training. And then you had, uh, you know, David Diaz, who did a pretty good job. He got that big fight with Pacquiao. Pacquiao. And then Carlos Molina. It's too bad that he had that situation where uh, he got arrested because this guy fought everyone and he was beating everybody. This guy beat Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. They robbed him. This guy beat Lara. They robbed him. Um, you know, this guy was really, really a guy that I wanted to see get a big fight because he deserved it more than anyone. This guy never ducked anybody. No, he didn't. I mean, this guy fought everyone. Look at this guy's record. This guy fought all, he fought Mike Alvarado. He lost a close decision. This guy fought everyone. He's been robbed in every fight. I think the way you get Chicago on the map, plain and simple, is once you get a big fighter, like a Fanfara, hopefully, if he starts hitting it mainstream and he's like on HBO Showtime pay-per-views, whatever the case is, and he continues to stay in Chicago to train, I think you'll grab attention. And then I think they'll start probably filling up even the smaller venues here in Chicago. So then that way when you're doing the shows like at the, at the USL or, or wherever the case is, I think you'll sell more. So I, I think it's just there, there has to be a fighter that hits it mainly. Like a breakthrough. Yeah, right? a breakthrough fighter, and then you'll see that more. And I just think, uh, I, I don't know what it is. I, may, maybe we were talking about this earlier. Is it the park districts? Maybe well, are, are they not pushing the sport of bo- And, again, that may be a lot. Like, you know how people say with football now, parents? They're like, no, my son's not playing football. I don't want the concussions and stuff. Yeah. And you never know. That might be another reason well, why park districts and stuff are not pushing listen, the sport anymore. I, well, there are park districts that have the programs. The problem is the kids today, they're not walking in these programs. And let's face it, there's a few different reasons here. I love boxing. I'm a boxing fan. But if your son comes to you and says, hey, dad, you know. are you? I want to be a boxer. I, well, 
I want dad, would you rather have me be a baseball player? Would you rather have me be a boxer? I'll say, go be a baseball player. player. And I think that's happened. I think the kids today, they're soft. The kids today are soft, man. These kids, they're on the internet all day. You should see my kids. My kids get on that iPad. You never five get hours. Yeah. Five hours are on that iPad, and they're and they're two and four. And the kids are just soft. Their kids are soft Jack, today. Jack they're Mi- not like they Jackman used to be. Jackman was here witnessing an episode with my daughter where she started yeah. crying because we took her away from it's, the computer. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. My uh, my my wife's sister is at my house right now, and uh, she has a, a boy who's I believe eleven years old. And these kids today, man, they don't even know how to say hi. They're on their phone. They're. It's just a different generation. These kids, man, they're weak. These kids are weak. It's it's unbelievable now. Well, here's another thing, too, that you'll never see nowadays, and it's just because of the way we grew up. Back in our day, I'm going to be honest with you, and you guys can agree with me. If Say we're 14, 15 years old. Well, first, I don't know about you guys, five, six years old, I was wandering around the whole neighborhood over here until 9, 10 o'clock at night. My parents had no clue where I was, and they weren't even freaking out. That's, that's what I was doing, too. Okay. But- and That's then now, true. now if your kid's at five years old and they're running around, uh, you're, you're panicking. You're in panic mode. Exactly. So sure. that's one thing that's killing. Secondly, if we were 14, 15 years old and let's say the local park here uh, was like, hey, there's a boxing thing, we would join it regardless of even telling our parents. Exactly. We would do it behind their backs. Exactly. And we'd be boxing and doing this and training, whatever. And they would have never even known that. Nowadays, it's like the kids will come to us. And, I, and in a way, I don't blame the kids. It's us. It's the parents. It's well, the way we're raising the kids. Well, you know, I just think that uh, it's just a combination of factors right now. I mean, things just, uh, they've changed so much. The kids are lazier. And, you know, I told my mom this. And you know what my mom told me? My mom's like, you know what? In a way, it's a good thing. I said, what do you mean it's a good thing? She said, because now you have a 14, 15-year-old kid. You know where your kid's at. Your kid's on the Internet, you know, beaten off. Whereas before, whereas before... Your kids at the schoolyard, they're smoking cigarettes. Remember, we were smoking cigarettes. Yeah, that's we'd be, true. We'd be playing ball. We'd be smoking cigarettes after yeah. playing basketball. So she had a point there. That's, you know yeah. what I mean? After playing basketball, we're smoking cigarettes. That's what cigarettes. we were doing. Yeah. Remember that? We'd be sitting on the bench we're and we'd be smoking cigarettes. We're trying to play basketball cigarettes. and we're smoking cigarettes. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. uh, you know. Because that's got, what Jordan and them do after the games, you know? Yeah, you know, I don't think so. Kids today, they're just not like they used to be. They're not that active. I, I guarantee you, you go by, you know, the neighborhood here and you look at these basketball rims, I'll bet you they're not going to be in use like they were in the old days. The kids no. don't want to go out. They and, just want to be on the internet. And I do all the time when I drive by the school right here. I'll Sometimes when I come by and... Uh, uh, whatever, I'll drive by, and it's not even a super hot. I can understand if it's like 100 degrees, but like a, a nice 80-degree day. I mean, we were playing we ball, to, 95 we, degrees humidity we, we were playing. Yeah, we played three years ago 90 degrees. Yeah, and, and, we're all, and they would not, no one would be out. No. Every rim you go to around here, no one's yeah. out. You know, I think boxing's not as popular now for many reasons in the United States. I do think the kids are softer than before, but I mean, who wants to get hit in the head? I mean, I'd rather play... Baseball, basketball, football, even hockey is gaining some popularity now. But that's a tough sport, too, and so is football. But uh, a lot of the boxers are from poverty. They're from different countries because that's their way out. It's their way out. Yeah, yeah, we stated that before. And uh, we boxed a little bit, too. Me and Sammy, we boxed a little bit. We used to to mess around. Your father had bought 16-ounce boxing gloves, and we boxed all the time. Yeah, we used (laughs) to box. But, uh, I mean, like... I I don't know. I Not was a little organized. scared to take it yeah. to the next level. I mean, you know, my face would come red after the fights. Me and you would fight each other in our 
my face would be red. I don't know if I got yours red too, but uh, whatever. Uh, Sammy would always win. But, Jackman, uh, come on. Jackman had a good punch, man. Yeah, Jackman but was uh, a good puncher. But uh, you know, I don't know. I t- taking that red face. I don't know if I would want it. I didn't never went to the gym and took it further because I know it was tough. Remember we boxed an uh, older guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he be, he be, he be knocked us. Well, not didn't knock us out, but he kind of made a, beat us up. Uh, yeah, yeah. A two he in beat one us day. Up pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's not an easy sport. And the guys who are if you're middle class. And stuff, you're comfortable. I, most of the time, unless you really love boxing, there are exceptions. There are some kids who are into money and do box. I mean, it, it does happen. Uh, there's a couple examples, but I can't uh, bring them in my head right now. Of uh, well, uh, uh, MMA f- uh, fighter Penn. You know, he's he's rich and he and he's uh, was a great MMA fighter. But for the majority of the time, it's people in poverty. And here, if you're middle class. You're probably not going to choose boxing. Yeah. You're probably going to choose one of the other sports that are easier on your body and less physical. Golf. Yeah. Golf, baseball, you know, tennis. tennis. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think football is a very physical sport. I'll yeah, tell you is. something. It I is. think that if my son came to me and, and, and said, which is safer, football or boxing, I'll say maybe even boxing. I would say football. They, Football's rough. No, football's, football's rough. rough. No. you got to understand now, these kids in high school, these guys are 6'4", 6'5", 270 pounds. A lot of these guys, they're hitting the juice. They're, they're on steroids, and it's a tough sport. I think it's the gross hormones in the food, too. That I mean, could be the, it. the that kids could be the, it also. That's some of it, I think. The kids were not this big when I was Oh, no, up. hands down. Yeah. I mean, so. back in our days, I think I was the biggest kid. Yeah, I mean, tallest wise. I remember when I first started working out when I was like 17, 18 years old. If you can bench 225, two plates on. You're a monstrous. You're, you're real strong. And everyone does it now. Yeah. yeah. There was only a few guys in the gym who can do it. You yeah. know, that's a good point, Jackman. I remember like in 95, there'd be like maybe one or two guys that could bench 315. Now it's very common. Yeah. yeah. Now it's very common. Yeah. I mean, that was, uh, even 225 was kind of hard unless you were kind of a big dude to do it. I mean, you could do it maybe once or twice, but I mean, for like reps, for like 10. Yeah, that's just all the steroids, but you got supplements too. So all these guys are on something that are doing something somewhere. So Yeah, but I just think the generation is bigger now with these gross hormones in the food. Yeah, I'm sure supplements and uh, steroids and and better technology, you know, working out. The science has involved more, you know, people as a whole are learning how to work out a little better, but... Bottom line, I think as a sport, you're not seeing a lot of that young. Uh, you don't see no. any of talent going in, and I think that's the other thing. Most th- of it is from poverty. Yeah, and I think in Chicago, I mean, you do have some park districts, but they're not pushing it that much. And a lot of it, I guarantee you, you go anywhere on our side of town here in the city, I guarantee you some of these parks don't even have boxing as a recreation sport. Oh, they don't. There's only a few parks, yeah, like Portage Porridge Park, had I think, Brooks Park had. I don't even think Brooks Park has a ring from what I hear. Yeah. So it's not really... Uh, it's not big. That, it's they're not, not pushing big. it. No, yeah. they're not. So I, I just think it's... And, 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 and if you think of some of these success stories, I mean, yeah. some of these... Even older boxers that are retired now, I mean, a lot of these guys were... The trainers saw them doing something and saw talent in them and said, hey, why don't you come in the ring so we can see what you can do in there and then realize, wow, this kid's got a lot of talent. Yeah, and some of it could be, you know, uh, lawsuits too. Maybe a guy goes in there and a guy gets his nose broken. Maybe the park's scared of... Uh, yeah, that could be the case I, too. I, I, yeah, you I'm don't? not too sure about no? that. I really don't. Uh, they use the protective headgear. They use the big gloves. They do use Yeah, that's yeah. true. Either so, way, I think that you're not having a ton of people boxing, and it's going to be hard to find some uh, at least a breakthrough star and if you're seeing that a lot of these guys the russians and the polish and all those guys that are coming in and fighting here again that's uh, some of these guys are poverty stricken too and that's why they decided to do that maybe back in their country they were fighting 
Yeah, and they were they, they were fighting back in yeah. this country. Yeah, so they're coming here now, and then they're training in America and uh, whatever the case is. But I, I, I don't know. I think I think it could be done a lot better in Chicago, and I think as as one of the biggest and possibly one of the original cities where people used to fight all the time, and boxing would be huge here. I don't see it anymore in Chicago. Well, it's starting to make a little comeback. I remember for a while I didn't see much uh, venues in uh, Friday night fights. Now it's starting to make a little bit of a comeback, so hopefully, yeah, uh, hopefully we see we'll more see of it some. in the future. Yeah, maybe one day, you know, who knows, we'll get like a HBO uh, fight here or something like that. You know, you know I mean, Fonfero was on Showtime fighting for the belt, and he almost won that belt. Yeah, it well, wasn't in Chicago, you know? though. But, yeah, I, I, they were. there was talk that having uh, Fonfero fight Bernard Hopkins at the United Center, Fonfero could ever get to that level. Yeah. You know, that'd be interesting to see if uh, he could sell it out. Yeah, yeah. that would be nice. We'll see what happens with that. But all right, so that's what we're going to do with Chicago. So uh, let's go over. We'll leave the Kodo for the end. Um, we're going to go over Prednikov versus Algeri. Yeah, June first. 14th. Yeah. yeah. You know, I watched this uh, guy Algeri fight. He fought on Friday Night Fights before. And this guy is 28, 29 years old. And he was originally, he's a kickboxer. And he started boxing at the age of 23. And he's a smart guy. He's got a master's degree. Supposedly, he wants to be a doctor. Uh, but like Klitschko, he, yeah. I just I don't think he has a chance against Prednikov. I think Prednikov is going to put a lot of pressure on him. And I see Prednikov winning this fight within five or six rounds. And this is this is HBO, right? This is going to be on HBO June fourteenth. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Prednikov, I think, it, it, it will end up taking it with Algeria. So, I mean, Prednikov, again, is one of those guys that I think really highly of, too, as well. Yeah, There's a lot of these Russian guys I like yeah. a lot. But, you he's, know, what? let's not underestimate uh, Algeria here. He does, he's a good boxer. Believe it or not, he does have some moves. Um, but, you know, like I said, this guy, all his fights have taken place in New York. And uh, he's going to find out that Prednikov is just at a different level. How many fighters have we seen that... Uh, Started boxing at 23, 24. He did have a kickboxing background. You know, to beat a guy like Prednikov, it's it's going to be tough. It's very difficult. It's going to be tough. So we'll yeah. see what happens. You know, Jerry has a lot of speed and a lot of good defense and head movement. Uh, I think if he, you know, stays away and fights his fight, uh, he can give Prednikov some problems. The only thing is he doesn't hit very hard. And uh, I wish he hit a little harder for her to make the fight a little more interesting because... Uh, this guy, uh, Ruslan's going to be coming in, and you would want to slow him up a little bit with some of your counter-punching. I don't think Ruslan, you know, he's going to kind of walk through it. But I see Algeria, you know, outboxing him for a while. But uh, eventually, you know, probably Ruslan catches him. But I think it can be interesting because it's a totally different clash of styles. you got a boxer against a puncher, and it, Chris is a good boxer. So I think it'll be a fun f- uh, fight to watch. Now that's that's the undercard, right? Or is no, that going to be main, that's, that's the, the main, main event? The undercard, I believe, is, is Andrade, Andrade versus Rose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the Rose is a British kid. Yeah, yeah. So that that'll be definitely HBO interesting fight to watch. I think two good fights to watch. Yeah, both of them. Yeah. Uh, and then the, uh, the 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 fight, the big fight tomorrow, uh, Cotto Martinez. Yeah, I think this is going to be a great fight. This fight's taking place at Madison Square Garden. Which I, I really like. I like when fights take place there. It's just a, it's just a cool feeling, even to watch it on TV. And uh, 
you know, there's going to be a big Puerto Rican crowd there for Miguel Cotto. As everyone knows, there's a lot of Puerto Ricans in New York. And there's also going to be um, a lot of Argentinians probably in New York. If you've seen the fight with Mayweather, Maidana, Maidana, who's Argentinian, yeah, a lot of those was. guys, yeah, they flew overseas to uh, to watch that fight. So I'm looking forward to uh, a great fight. Who, uh, who, what do you, who do you think? In- well, I think you could, first of all, I just want to say, I think you can make the case for both fighters. You know, the argument for Cotto to win is Martinez is 40 years old. He has a bad knee. And so, you know, there is an argument there for Cotto. The argument for Martinez to win is Cotto's too small and he hasn't fought anyone that's as big as Martinez. Um, I, one thing that's interesting in this fight is this. Martinez is 40 years old. If you look at a lot of these old fighters like Bernard Hopkins, um, you know, Rafael Mar, you know, Marquez, Juan Manuel Marquez, that, I mean, these guys are conventional fighters. You know, they, they know how to box, and they can stay in front of you and counterpunch you and make you miss. Whereas Martinez, he kind of fights with his hands down. He likes to use his legs. And that's not really the best thing for an older fighter. So I'm looking for a good fight. Who am I taking in this fight? I'm going to go with Martinez. But mm. I wouldn't be surprised if Cotto wins. I'm going to go with Martinez because I think he's a bigger guy. I think he's a stronger guy. He's had surgery on his knee. He says his knee feels better. And... uh I think Martinez is going to put a hurting on this kid. I think it's either going to be a late round stoppage or Martinez will win this fight convincingly by decision. Yeah. Jackman. Well, yeah, I want to say uh, Martinez does rely on his uh, uh, quickness and speed. He's sort of like a Roy Jones to some extent where he's not a conventional fighter. You know, he relies on his movements and his pot shotting. He likes to uh, hit and, and then twist and move. So, uh, you know, he started boxing also late in his career, so which is kind of difficult, which uh, opposites Mikel Cotto, who grew up boxing and uh, who was on, uh, he was on the Olympic team, wasn't he, in the 2000 for Puerto Rico? Yes. Yeah, and uh, this guy's a technically good fighter. I do like Mikel uh, Cotto a lot. I watched him his whole career. Okay, he's uh, he can do many things well. He can uh he can be a boxer, he can be an aggressor, he changes it up, you know, he switches south ball sometimes. You know, but uh saying all that, Martinez is bigger. He's been one sixty for much longer. This is Cotto's first fight at one sixty, and to be fair, he hasn't fought many fights even at one fifty four. I see Cotto really as a one forty seven guy. You know, so uh you know, maybe one fifty four now, but one sixty is kind of a big jump. In order for Cotto to win, he's going to have to, uh, I would say, take it on the inside. Because on the outside, I think if Martinez's surgically repaired knee holds up, uh, he's going to be too much. He's going to try to hit and pot shot him and hit him. And uh, Cotto's got to try to take him on the inside uh, and hurt Martinez, throw some hooks to the body. Uh, Martinez, I would give him the advantage because he's bigger and he's been fighting a 160 for longer. He's a champion. The only thing, he is 40 years old. Cotto's like 33 years old. So if I was a betting man, I would lean towards Martinez. Uh, he's he's a good fighter, and he's bigger, and I think it's going to be kind of tough for Cotto, his first fight at 160. But I think it's going to be a competitive fight, and I think Cotto can do well, but uh, I would go with Martinez if I'm betting. 
Um, and then I'm going to be the uh, the odd man out. I'm going to go Cotto on this one. Okay. And I think that uh, we're going to see some um, – I know you said he's going to go on the inside. I don't really think he's going to go on the inside. I think he's probably going to take it a little bit out. But I know he's shorter and Martinez is a bigger guy, but I think we're going to see the age of Martinez. That that's that's very possible, and you know who knows how well he's going to look. He didn't look that good against Barker in his home uh, town, country yeah, of Argentina. That, that knee scares me as well a little bit, and and I, I guess we'll see in the conditioning, and yeah. we'll see how he comes into it, and and how he looks like in the first couple rounds, and. I guess that'll make a deciding factor of which way it'll probably end up going you know, and stuff. We've seen boxers overnight look old. We've seen them, you know, come back from a fight and look old. But uh, I don't know. I think this is kind of a big bite to chew for Cotto, you know, going up and waiting against a champion. If Cotto probably... wins, who do you guys think he's going to go after? If Cotto wins, he's going to fight Canelo. That's a big money fight. That fight was, I believe, already offered to him. I think they offered yeah. him about $10 million. It's a Mexico versus Puerto Rico. Regardless of what happens with Lara and Canelo, this fight will be made at some point. Him versus Canelo, I guarantee it. Yeah. And then if Martinez wins? If Martinez wins, he may fight uh, Mayweather. There's talk that Mayweather Ooh. might, because Mayweather would want that middleweight title. Or, But then again, there's Golovkin too, but... Martinez has said before, he said, listen, I'm 48, 40 years old. I'm not going to let some young guy beat on me. So I don't know if Martinez wants that fight. But if the right money is involved, he will take that fight. And that's the fight that the public wants to see. So you think Floyd would fight Martinez at uh, middleweight, huh? Yeah, just to put a feather in his cap. Yeah, he knows you know, he can beat him. He's going to take I that. I don't know. I don't know if he can beat him. Martin, I, yeah. think, I think Floyd will be scared of Martinez. Martinez is a big guy. Yeah, he's he's a pretty big guy, and he, and he can hit a little bit. Yeah, he's dangerous. He's not a weak puncher. I mean, he's no, he's, not. He, he's done Chavez. I mean, he was you know if Martinez isn't feels good like he did against Chavez, Cotto's yeah, gonna have a, a tough time with him. He boxed beautifully against Chavez. Yeah, and he stunned him a couple times, and yeah. he hit and moved. I think he got a little fatigued in the end, and Chavez was able to catch up to him with his constant pressure. But uh, Cotto, uh Martinez is is fun to watch, and all's. Also is Cotto, because I like Cotto. You know, he fights, I've seen him fight many fights, and he does different things. You know, against Mayweather, there was a couple rounds there where he was out boxing Mayweather in the middle of the ring, not just inside, pressure him on the ropes. He was making Mayweather miss. He has pretty good head movement. You know, he's a weld school. You know, the Puerto Rican boxing is really big there. You know, they've been, these guys have been doing it for a long time. And just, you know, for a, not a real big island, they produced many world champions. And, uh, it's going to be interesting, I would say. All right. Um, you guys got anything else uh, for the ending? You guys want to go over Canelo Lara? I think we already went over it a little bit. Uh, well, we didn't really talk about it. Right now, I'm going to favor uh, Lara. Lara? But, uh, yeah, I think Lara's a, a good boxer. And uh, we'll, we'll we'll probably be back, guys, before that fight uh, yeah, that's comes one. up. So we'll, we'll go over that fight. It's that fight's July, July 12th. July 12th. Oh, so it's about a month away. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we'll definitely we can be recap back. Some the fight looks great on paper. Yeah, it's a boxer against puncher. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be an interesting fight. Yeah. And that uh, one's can, definitely actually, worth seeing. Actually, Canelo's a pretty good boxer himself, but yeah. he's he, he's known for the harder puncher, but he's got pretty pretty good boxing skills and uh Laura's got that Cuban style, which is fun to watch. Yeah, then June 21st, you got Russell Jr. versus Lomachenko, too. Oh, that's going to be a great fight. On Showtime. I want to see that. I can't wait for that fight. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one, too. All right. So anything else you guys want to add? Yeah, I just want to add that, uh, you know, we'd like to do more of these guys, uh, you know, possibly in the future. We're all busy. We all have day jobs here. 
So maybe in the future we may do these bi-monthly if we can. We'll see. But um, we'd, We would love to do them right love, after big papers. Yeah, we would love to do them weekly if yeah. we had the time. But, you know, we're, we're that busy That way we guys, can go because there's so, usually a boxing fight every week. We can yeah, watch either Friday nights you know, or, or Showtime yeah, HBO we all, fights. We all work full time. And, you know, we, there's three of us here. And uh, to get us all together sometime, it's it's not that easy. So we we yeah. got to get some uh, some guests on here too soon. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hey, if anyone, uh, you know, wants to be a guest, any fighter from Chicago or even an amateur, man, you know, you want to come on, let us know. Yeah, get your name out there. Get your You'll name get out some there. Going. Promote, yeah, no matter who you are, you we got to get Frankie over here too. <laughs> yeah, we'll <laughs> be do our that. first interview. Yeah. yeah, we'll do that. He he knows about. Uh, He'll probably listen to the this. fight game. Yeah. So, and I would like to add, uh, you, you know, when you guys uh, listen to us, uh, if you have any questions, feel free to post them down. If you want, if there's a particular boxer or matchup or possible matchup you guys want us to discuss. Or, you know, have any questions or comments, please uh, write it down and we can go over it in our following shows. It'll be interesting to talk yeah. about. Email us, guys, Windy City Sports Network uh, at gmail.com and you can leave us any of that info. Uh, we would we'll love to go over it. If you guys got questions or, or something in particular you want us to go over or just you want our opinion on a specific something in the boxing industry, uh, email us, shoot us an email. Or you can even do it on our Facebook page or uh, our Twitter account. All right, thanks guys. It's been a great it's been a pleasure and uh it's been fun. Can't wait to see you guys again. Yeah, definitely. All right, Jackman, yeah, closing. I had a fun time and uh enjoy the fights tomorrow, guys. Sergio uh Martinez Cotto. Definitely. Uh you're gonna have Cotto Martinez. That's gonna be a real interesting fight to watch. Uh we'll see what happens. Uh then we'll uh definitely be back here within hopefully three, three, four weeks. We'll hopefully be here and uh, catch you guys. So um Chicago, keep watching boxing. It's still alive. Don't lose hope. Thank you from Farah for a great fight. It was a good fight. You uh, you boxed your heart out for us. So, uh, good night, Chicago. We will see you soon. Thank you again. <laughs>